Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Friday, May 26, 2017, and welcome to episode 338 of the Mother Trip broadcast of the WCWUS Radio Network, right here on TalkShoot.com, which comes naturally to us, by the way. <laughs> this is the one and the only WCWUS Revolution. I'm, of course, once again, Mr. WCWUS Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you, as we, of course, have had a very exciting week here in the Radio Network, of course talking about the one big thing that we all have in common and love more than anything in this world. Of course, that is professional wrestling. Uh, here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be continuing that tradition, continuing just that, uh, by first, of course, bringing you the wrestling news and views here tonight, being brought forth here by one half of our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice. It is the Iceman himself, J.D., Jared DiGiolamo, was J.D. the 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer, and, of course, also part of the team that brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoot.com as well. Uh, he was supposed machine. John Gross has not yet arrived there, ladies and gentlemen, so I'll be taking care of the rest of uh, history and birthdays here for tonight. we got some pretty interesting stuff there to talk about in history tonight, so be uh, lock in your seatbelt there and be prepared for, all, prepared for that as well. And before we get down to the meat of the action here, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring in, of course, the Iceman himself that we have with us here. J.D., welcome to number 338 on what will be a naturally explosive uh, <laughs> uh, episode 338 of the Mothership Herself Revolution. Naturally is a good word to say it, though. Yes, indeed. And ladies and gentlemen, in this case, you didn't recognize that theme. That theme 
was used in WCW uh, by then, of course, known as The Natural. Dustin Rhodes, of course, son of the late uh, Hall of Famer, the one only American dream, baby, Dusty Rhodes. Of course, you know Dustin these days. You know him now in the WWE as Goldust, which, of course, uh, uh, kind of a, taking a bizarre turn here recently and might be working out for him. So we have to wait and see how that happens. Uh, but, of course, uh, still going strong here. Of course, a, a veteran here in his own right, but still going still going strong. And, of course, as, a, as his old theme there just goes, it just comes natural. That's indeed. <clears throat> and, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, our uh, live video here tonight through our radio network group tour. We originally were scheduled to go in tonight to the group dedicated to New Japan Pro Wrestling, NJPWUS. But we had made we had made a couple of... Uh, of uh, checks here, and it turned out there was one group that we had actually forgotten about. Uh, we were talking about some matches in this organization, which I don't think really is around anymore. Um, and so we, just, and so it's another tribute group that we have here in the stable of groups, and that group is FMWUS Honor Thy Frontier, which is of course FMW. If you remember, was Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Uh, of course, if you want to, if you want. We thought ECW was extreme. This was possibly ten times more extreme. Uh, of course, as our friend JD here was looking at a match here just a few minutes ago, uh, and, and of course I posted said match on that group there as well. But you'll get an opportunity to take a look at that there too. Uh, if you want to join us here tonight, of course, for uh, our live video feed from FMWS Honored by Frontier, uh, you can go to Facebook.com/groups or slash FMWS Frontier Honor. Uh, and definitely, like I said, watch. Uh, like I said, we of course have our episode 338 of Revolution, as well as of course um, <clears throat> talk about anything and everything around the world of wrestling. But of course, if you want to join us through, of course, the original way, which is of course talkshoe.com, that is, of course, as always, phone number is one seven two four 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 seven four forty four. That call ID is one three eight zero five five pound. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything we have to talk about here tonight, uh, <clears throat> which, of course, we're coming up here momentarily with our news and history. And, of course, a few little wrestling extras coming your way here as well. You never know. We could have wrestling Jeopardy. We could have some trivia. We could have uh, – we could talk more about our draft, uh, that, uh, uh, the results of our draft. We could start putting matches together. Well, you never know what we could be doing here, ladies and gentlemen, here on our shows on the radio network, but that's the beauty of it. It's just like in WWE, anything can happen. So you never know. You never know what could happen until right there, it just pops up right there and grabs you. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and dive right on into episode, get right into the mix here with episode 338 of the Mothership Revolution. And let's get started with our wrestling news and news here segment, which is now, which will, of course, right now will be brought to us by the Iceman, JD Jared Girolamo. JD, what is going on in the wrestling news scene tonight? Impact saw a good boost this week, however, after last week's downtick. Thursday night's episode brought in a 008 rating in the 18-49 demographic of 305,000 viewers, up 33%, 12% from last week's 006, and 272,000. The rating was the best since the April 6th episode drew a 008 as well, while the viewership was slightly still below the 309,000 from two weeks ago. Per show buzz daily for the night, Impact ranked number 1.7 among cable originals. Meanwhile, Gunner, however, formerly of NXT, is hinting at an NXT debut. In a post on Twitter, however, he reflected on his career so far, knowing that he almost, quote, hung it up, but says it's now time to, quote, take over. The way he wrote take over 
is now WWE does for the their NXT events, which may be a hint to that he'll be debuting for NXT soon. This follows a report from last month, which he said that he would be taking his physical soon. At the time, he wrote, quote, Hard work pays off. I almost hung it up. I'm glad I didn't. World, here I come. World, excuse me. World, here I come. Time to take over. Meanwhile, Sean Waltman feels, quote, amazing, however, after the drug charges were dropped, however, after he was charged with drug possession earlier this month. Some highlights are listed below. On being exonerated, however, Waltman said, it feels amazing. Even when I was sitting in jail the whole time, I got the smile on my face, and for once I'm going, however, wow, for once I didn't do it. In, I'm in L.A. County jail for something I actually didn't do. Back in the day, years ago, I would end up in L.A. County. A lot. All for drugs. On taking the lie detector test, however, Waltman said, Yeah, it's a crazy story, man, but I'm not hating on anyone that didn't believe it. And on not being prosecuted for carrying weed, Waltman went on to say, however, TMZ, That just seems like a complete waste of money for the government. I mean, just having customs check people on their way out of the country is a complete waste of money, where we don't have money to waste, however. And other than that, that's not much. That's all we got for right now, however. Okay, thank you very much, Sarah. JD, of course, JD, along with King and WO, GTS, Gerard Smith, is King Ice, your premier WWS News Tag Team, uh, of course, 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, I should say. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here each and every night here in the radio network. And if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, if uh, in GTS's case, he's got, he's got the surefire method of doing that. And then, as of course, super glue and duct tape. You cannot beat that lethal combination, that big time combination. Human Suplex Machine John Gross has not yet arrived. Once again, so I'll be taking the wrestling history and birthdays here for tonight, uh, May 26th. We got some interesting stuff here. And JD, you might have probably heard about a lot of this. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, start reading it down and, uh, and uh, some very interesting tidbits here. So let's go ahead and get, get her going with our wrestling history for today, May 26th. 30 years ago today, which we put it at 1987, the Rock and Roll Express are awarded the NWA World Tag Team titles. Manny Fernandez and Rick Rude were the champions at the time, but both men left Jim Crockett promotions, with Rude leaving for the WWF and Fernandez leaving for Mid-South Wrestling. How do they cover this up? They actually have two ways that they covered this up. Number one, by airing a previous bout between the two teams which is a video that they got posted on this page. And number two, claiming that the titles changed hands in Spokane, Washington, when the Express defeated Fernandez and Ivan Koloff, who substituted for, in quotation marks, injured Rude. Simply put, it was a phantom title switch. Hmm. Amazing. But also 30 years ago today, 1987, Former WWF champion, the Iron Sheik, real name, of course, his real name is Kosovo Vaziri, and the Hacksaw Jim Duggan were arrested in New Jersey on drug possession charges after they were pulled over on the New Jersey Turnpike. The two men who were feuding at the time were pulled over after police suspected Duggan was driving under the influence. After a vehicle and a person searched, Duggan was charged with possession of marijuana and drinking alcohol while driving. Vaziri was charged with possession of cocaine and marijuana. Duggan, Duggan ultimately got a, a conditional discharge while Sheik received a year's probation. The two men did do make it to the house show they were scheduled for that night and worked the event without telling WWF management about it. 
Of course, the arrest is soon national news, after all. They were pre- and after all, they were pretty famous wrestlers, and they were feuding, and they were riding together. That, that sound you might have heard is the KFAB glass wall crashing down. WWF had no choice but to abandon the angle, as both men were fired for what happened. Both Sheet and Duggan would eventually return to the company. Duggan would return by the end of the year. Sheet returned in early 1988, but wrestled primarily on the house show circuit before being released again later in the year. Sheet would return to WWF again in 1991. Neither Sheet nor Duggan would reach the heights they were before they got arrested. Pre-arrest. Unbelievable. Hmm. 21 years ago today, which would put it at uh, 1996, WWF presented In Your House 8, Beware of Dog, from the Florence Civic Center in Florence, South Carolina. About 6,000 people were in attendance, with 147,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The event is noted, get this, J.D., for a severe thunderstorm knocking out power to the area and to WWF satellite trucks, prohibiting home viewers from seeing most of the cars. Power was restored just before the main event, but those in the arena did get to see the full scheduled card with emergency lights being used. Also noteworthy, WWF champion Shawn Michaels was gotten to, in quotation marks, as the kids would say. Shawn yelled at a section of fans after one of them heckled a little too hard. As the story went, Michaels became so unraveled he flipped off a sound technician after his music wasn't properly uh, keyed up. The tantrum aired in its entirety on the original broadcast, but was edited, out, was edited out from all subsequent releases of the event. As for the home audiences, a second version of the event was done two nights later, known affectionately as Beware of Dog 2. The, this event reared the opening match and main event along with three new matches from the North Charleston Coliseum in North Charleston, South Carolina. About 4,000 people were in attendance for the sequel. And an interesting note, a WWE paper, and J.D., you're going to find this quite interesting. You know how I talk about North Carolina. And an interesting note, a WWE pay-per-view has not taken place in South Carolina since that night. Huh. <laughs> and I can play in North Carolina and got one in, what did I say, 16, almost 16 years. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and matches that, were, that actually aired that Sunday were as follows. In a free-for-all match, the Smoking Guns defeated the Godwins to win the WWF Tag Team titles. In a dark match, Bob Holly defeated Isaac Yankum, who we now know him as Kane. Mark Merrow defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Talia Vega defeated Steve Austin in a Corinthian Strat match. Yokozuna defeated Vader. Goldust defeated The Undertaker in a casket match to retain the Intercontinental title. Now that is That is interesting. Jake Roberts defeated Justin Bradshaw in just 30 seconds. Holy cow. Shawn Michaels fought the British Bulldog to a double pin for the WWF title. In a post-show dark match, Ahmed Johnson defeated Jerry Lawler. In another post-show dark match, the Ultimate Warrior defeated Owen Hart. Matches airing Tuesday, May 28th. Like I said, the opener and main event from the Sunday show was replayed first. Javier Vega defeated Steve Austin in a Caribbean strap match. With the loss, Austin's manager, Ted DiBiase, was fired from the WWF. In reality, it was a write-off. DiBiase had given notice that he, like so many ex-WWFers before him, was heading 
for WCW. I guess that was when he got there. He was became part of the NWO. Uh, <clears throat> Vader defeated Yokozuna, and once again, like I said, Goldust defeated the Undertaker in a casket match to retain the IC title. This match, I definitely remember. This was a great match. 20 years ago today, in 1997, on Raw's War from Evansville, Indiana, Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Owen Hart and the British Bulldog to win the tag team titles. That was one of the best matches I have ever seen. Yes. 12 years ago, they put it at 2005, TNA announces that all planned impact tapings were canceled until further notice. The company's one-year deal with Fox Sports Net was set to expire the next day and would not be renewed. The series would run online for several months before landing on Spike TV in the fall of 2005. Hmm. Yes, I'm just looking, checking out something right here right fast. Uh, okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, next up here, uh, yes, nine years ago today, we put it at 2008. Vince McMahon announces on Raw that he would give away a million dollars a week beginning on the next episode. The ratings desperate ploy known as McMahon's Million Dollar Mania, I remember this, actually began on the June 9th episode. That episode would be the lowest rated Raw in about two months. The experiment is abandoned less than a month later. Now, if I'm not mistaken, didn't one this one one during one of these during one of these episodes on Raw while he was doing this? Isn't that when the um, oh crap the stage collapsed or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that sign fell on him. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, that was a, that was a scary moment. That was a very scary moment. Four years ago today, would put it at 2013. The WWE signs Emmanuel Alejandro Rodriguez. Known on the independent circuit as Samurai del Sol, he is renamed Kalisto. Rodriguez made his NXT debut in September 2014 as one half of the tag team, the Lucha Dragons. He was promoted to the WWE main roster following WrestleMania 31 and has had two brief runs as WWE United States Champion. And we got we have a somber uh, moment right here, JD. Four years ago today, once again, 2013, Hector Solano Segura, best known to wrestling fans as Hector Garza, sadly dies of lung cancer. He was 43 years old. Born June 12, 1969, Garza broke into the wrestling business after he was trained by his two uncles. After spending the first couple years for FILL. He was brought into CMLL in 1995 and quickly rocketed up to the card, even winning their World Trios Championship with Dos Caras and La Fiera. After being a part of a controversial El Hijo de Santo heel turn, a move that would turn CMLL's fortunes following a mass talent defection early in the decade, Garza left for AAA. His stay in AAA was a short one, but just long enough to appear in the 1997 Royal Rumble when the WWF had a working relationship in AAA. Later in the year, he landed in WCW and competed mostly against fellow luchadors. Though he was best known for his corkscrew plunge to the floor, Garza never got a sustained push, though he did defeat Scott Hall once. 
I'm surprised. That, that's a shocker right there. 1999, he returned to AAA as part of his four-man feud with Heavy Metal, Latin Lover, and Pero Aguayo Jr. The fourth feuded off and on for the next two years, with Garza winning Heavy Metal's hair in 2001. The next year, the feud spoke shifted to Garza and Latin Lover. In 2003, Garza lost the hair versus hair match to the Latin Lover. Garza joined TNA in 2004 as part of their working relationship with AAA. Garza was a part of Team Mexico, the winners of the America's X Cup. Later that year, claiming he was owed money by AAA, Garza left for CMLL. As TNA and AAA were still working together, Garza wrestled exclusively in Mexico, turned heel, and joined forces with Perro Aguayo Jr. against El Hijo de Santo. Later in the year, with the AAA-TNA relationship over, Garza was brought back to TNA. He won a 20-man X-Division gauntlet at Victory Road in 2004 and had a world title match against Jeff Gear in early 2005. Set to face Scott Hall at final resolution, Garza was arrested for possession of steroids that were illegal in, in the United States, but legal in Mexico. Garza was eventually deported, essentially ending his career in the States. Garza, I'm sorry, let me see, I'm sorry. Garza would spend the next six years with CMLL before joining joining Paris de Mal Producciones as a part of the stable the company was, as a part of the stable the company was named for. Garza at the time was a CMLL World Heavyweight Champion. He won it in August of 2011, but CMLL did not allow him to drop the title in a match before exiting the company. Just two days after, after announcing he left CMLL, he was back in AAA as part of an invasion angle. In February 2012, Garza was the last man standing out of the six to win the Mexican National Heavyweight Championship. Six months later, Los Perros de Mal turned on Garza after Pedro Aguayo Jr. lost the AAA Mega Championship following an errant chair shot by Garza. In October 2012, Garza was diagnosed with lung cancer and retired from active competition. He was to come to the illness on May 26, 2013, while still holding the Mexican National Heavyweight Championship. The Mexico City Boxing and Wrestling Commission would deem championship vacant following his passing, believe it or not, which it still remains today, four years after he died. And that's so? Uh, J.D., I got to step for just a moment. Uh, Anything, that, anything you wish to add, just go ahead and do that, uh, and I'm, I'll be finished with the history. I have to step up in just two minutes. Uh, just anything you need to bring up, please go ahead and do that, and I will be right back. All right. And, of course, tomorrow, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Power Hour will be on at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. The caller ID is 141264. Of course, we'll be going over the past week's activities, however, let you know what's going on. Also, this coming Monday, Raw Radio will be having their Extreme Rules predictions, and maybe a few bets might be made. Be sure to check us out on a very special edition of Raw Radio number 9495, I believe. I'll have to check uh, in the archives what it is, but <coughs> sorry about that. Uh, we will definitely be talking about that this coming Monday, ladies and gentlemen, so be sure to check that out. And of course, don't forget to check out uh, the Raw, let's just say the Raw recap with John Rose, our human suplex machine, with the Monday Night Meltdown, if you will, G-R-O-H-S on Facebook.com, coming up this Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tuesday night, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking more about the aftermath of Monday Night Raw and begin 
the countdown to Extreme Rules, which, by the way, next Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, not this Sunday, but a week from Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, beginning at 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we will be telling you, however, what is going on, how with Extreme Rules, and who knows, a few bets might be made along the way. So be sure to check that out this coming next Sunday. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, Saturday night, of course, is a good night for Attitude Radio, so be sure to check out Attitude Radio tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, 138982. Just beginning after 9 o'clock, as T. Smith and the rest of the gang will be talking about who knows what, but that'll be coming up tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, some other news to report. Not a whole heck of a lot, as we said, however. Uh, earlier today, of course, The Rock and Zac Efron, of course, came out with the new Baywatch movie, and it's already got very mixed, very subpar poor reviews early on from what I heard. In fact, it might not be a big hit this week at the box office, we understand. But also, ladies and gentlemen, out today is the fifth and possibly the last installment of the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy involving Johnny Depp and Javier Bardem. So there you go. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you very much there, uh, J.D. Uh, as always, like I said, uh, my folks here, in the radio network, always, always, uh, <clears throat> always uh, uh, cover from me whenever I have to step away, and I do greatly appreciate their everything they talk about there, regardless if it's wrestling or not. So, uh, JD, thank you very much, there, sir, for bringing up, uh, bringing it up. Uh, quite interesting there, indeed, indeed, indeed. Let's continue on with the rest of history here for tonight. Two years ago today, which we put it at 2015, Ring of Honor announces that Samoa Joe would make an appearance for the promotion at a TV taping in June. And here is the press release. The Addiction, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian versus AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. This is the definition of a dream match. That distinction gets thrown around perhaps too often, but in this situation, there's simply no other way to describe it. The four men battling against each other on June 20th represent so much history and competition, not just in Ring of Honor, but in all of professional wrestling. And, of course, the addiction are the current ROH World Tag Team Champions. We have confirmed that as of now, no titles will be on the line for this contest, meaning the stakes are even higher with respect and honor hanging in the balance. The long competitive history <coughs> excuse me, between AJ Styles and Samoa Joe could fill an entire uh, volume of professional wrestling history. And I do also, uh, speaking of it, before I continue that, I will go ahead and... Uh, um, I will go ahead and mention that uh, that uh, on our live video feed here tonight, uh, joining us is, the, is, of course, another 2016 WWS Hall of Famer. <clears throat> uh, she is, of course, uh, the last kicker herself, Miss Anne-Marie Rickenbach, has joined us as well. And welcome to number 338, that's right, of, uh, <clears throat> of Revolution there this evening. Let's go ahead and continue on. Uh, let's see, where did I come up with? Uh, yes, currently AJ Styles is at the absolute top of his game. The current IWGP Heavyweight Champion, who many, many, who many unequivocally named the absolute best in the world. But Samoa Joe's return to his roots has made him the hottest, most in-demand athlete in the sport. These are two men who just keep getting better. Is there any way to stop the team of AJ Styles and Samoa Joe? As the self-styled, self-styled world tag team champions of the world, the Addiction are the team to beat in Ring of Honor. While this may be a non-title contest, the Addiction are more than happy to point out that their long tenure as partners 
puts him as an advantage over virtually any other team. And now they've memorialized that their superiority in gold. On top of that, these competitors have a long history with each other, particularly Daniels and Styles. No matter the time or the place, the Fallen Angel and the phenomenal AJ Styles have always been lean. They have been partners and rivals. And on June 20th, they compete against each other one more time. Styles and Joe are not being considered for a championship match due to the questionable stability of the team. But the addiction, although claiming to be the defending ROH Tag Team Champions, have not offered to put the titles on the line. Will the addiction speak up? Will the addiction even be the champions once June 20th rolls around? This dream match is just one bout signed for this huge event in New York City. Plus, our television cameras will be rolling as the entire night is filmed for future episodes of ROH TV. Don't miss your chance to feel the aftershock on June 20th. This was part of, of a unique deal that Simone Commission Machine got when he first joined WWE, allowing him to appear for other promotions. The match would still take place on June 20th, but unless you were there, you'd probably never see it. Samoa Joe was soon signed to an exclusive WWE deal, but he was allowed to work the dates he was already committed to. That is that is awesome. Now, I do see the human suppressed machine, John Gross, is now made it onto the chat box tonight. Uh, John, welcome to 338 of Revolution. Of course, John is the first 2016 uh, WCW US Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, uh, another part of the team that brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon. Also two years ago today, we put a 2015 in Birmingham, Alabama, Sammy Zane undergoes shoulder surgery. The sh- shoulder appeared to have bothered him for some time, and it was aggravated during his first Raw appearance earlier in the month. The surgery would t- keep Zane sidelined for the remainder of the year. And we have a birthday here today, tonight, J.D., it's a happy 38th birthday for Ashley Marie Massaro. Huh. Born, in, born in New York City and growing up in Babylon, New York, Massaro was wrestling in her, has wrestling in her blood, but her father and brother were amateur wrestlers. She graduated from State University of New York with a bachelor's degree in communication and a minor in business. Before getting into wrestling, Massaro modeled and participated in pageants winning Miss Hawaiian Tropic USA in 2002 and Miss Hawaiian Tropic Canada in 2004. Ashley appeared in a few men's magazines in 2003 and 2004, including FHM, Stuff, Maxim, and Playboy, where she tried out to be that magazine's 50th anniversary playmate. Hmm. Ashley tried out for the Raw Diva Search in 2005, okay, after, a meeting, after meeting a WWE casting agent during a swimsuit pageant. The oldest contestant in the field, she was 26 at the time of the entry, bested seven other finalists that summer, winning a one-year, $250,000 contract with WWE. Her official debut came a week after she collected the grand prize when she was attacked by Tori Wilson and ex-Diva search contestant Candice Michelle. The duo, along with Victoria, later named Ladies in Pink, later still Vince's Devils, made life difficult for Masaru. She picked up her first win in a tag match in mid-September when Ashley and the returning Trish Stratus defeated the Devils in a handicap match. Masaro would go on a, a barely winning streak against the trio, ending the Taboo Tuesday when she was eliminated by Victoria in a Fulfill Your Fantasy, Fantasy Battle Royal. At New Year's Revolution in early 06, Ashley won the first ever bra and panties gauntlet match. 
Ooh. This is getting good. <laughs> Ashley would soon be the target of newcomer Mickey James, who had become obsessed with Trish Stratus. Mickey and Ashley would split a pair of bouts. Mickey wanted a women's title match at the Royal Rumble with Trish as the referee. Ashley would defeat Mickey in a non-title match a week later. The feed was cut short when Massaro suffered a fractured left fibula during a battle royal in February. Following surgery, which got her a five-inch metal plate and eight screws in her leg, she occasionally appeared on Raw, albeit in a non-wrestling role, most notably as bait for Trish Stratus by Nikki just before WrestleMania 22. As she returned to tell, I'm sorry, Jay, did you want to say something? Ashley returned to television in June as part of the SmackDown brand. In September, she would become the valet for WWE Tag Team Champions Paul London and Brian Kendrick. Ashley continued to wrestle occasionally, usually in Divas and Mixed Tag Team bouts. In February 07, Mazzaro unveiled her Playboy cover that drew the ire of Jillian Hall and then women's champion Melina. Ashley and Melina would get into a cat fight on the first ever Miz TV segment in March. The feud ended at WrestleMania 23 when Melina defeated Ashley in a Lumberjill match. Ashley continued the valet for London and Kendrick until April when she was attacked by Jillian Hall. The attack served as a write-off as she went to repair a loosened screw in her ankle. Her return didn't last long. Just one week after returning, Massaro was suspended indefinitely by Mr. McMahon after accidentally spilling coffee on him. That, too, was a write-off as she was heading to China. Ashley was one of 16 contestants for the 15th season of Survivor. Prior to the show, Ashley had never been camping, so she had to train herself to get used to the outdoors. The training didn't pay off, as just two episodes into the series, Ashley was voted out of the Zanhu tribe in a unanimous vote. Ashley returned to television in January 08, winning a five-woman lingerie pillow fight. She soon engaged in a storyline with Maria Canellas and Santina Morella, particularly over Maria's desire to pose for Playboy, and Morella being against it. Massaro would replace a recently returning Candace Michelle in a Playboy Bunny Mania lumberjack match at WrestleMania 24 in a losing effort when she and Maria were defeated by Beth Phoenix and Melina. Her last battle with the company came in April of 08, when she was part of a winning team in a 12-diva tag team match. Massaro was released in July. Just a, week prior to, just a week prior to her release, she announced she requested her release to care for her ailing 8-year-old daughter, Lexi. Massaro has several tattoos, including a black and pink nautical star on the back of both her elbows, hence the name of her finishing maneuver, Starstruck. A pink and red dragon surrounding kanji, which, which translates to Trust no one, and a butterfly on her right hip. And that's all we've got here. Uh, uh, that's all. That's all. Uh, that's all we've got here um, in terms of our wrestling history and birthdays here for for tonight. Uh, so, uh, JD, also thank you, sir, for providing us with the wrestling news and views here for this evening. One seven two four. 444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 338 of the Mothership Broadcast Revolution. I'm, of course, once again, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. Joined by the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. 
of course, a 2015 N17 Hall of Famer, and of course, part of the Raw Radio team. On the chat box tonight, the human suplex machine, John Gross, the first 2016 Hall of Famer, also a part of the Raw Radio broadcast team. And yes, also tonight on the live video feed here from FMWUS, honored by Frontier, it is the last kicker, Anne Marie Reckenbach, of course, uh, a, another 2016 Hall of Famer. Well, let us see here. I uh, hope you that folks may have some more folks coming on here momentarily. Uh, let me see here. We may have done this one, but now no, we have. Never mind that one. Uh, hmm. 
Let's see. Forgive the silence there, ladies and gentlemen. We're just uh, the same what uh, what's on tap right here. Uh, well, let's. Uh, hmm. Well, let's let's test. Let's test everybody's uh, thing with one, a tough one here. Fifteen questions on WWF in 1987. All right. So JD, I would definitely oh. line up there a little bit there and pay close attention because there are some pretty interesting questions here. All right. First, 1987 was known for WrestleMania three and also the very first Survivor Series. Right. Which was a batter year for McMahon and company. So let's see how, let's see how. Uh, so I'm sure, John, you, you would love to be a part of this too. I'm sure, Ann, you want to be in it as well. I know JD does. I'm definitely in. Are you ready, John? Okay. Oh my god. No, no, no. Oh, he took them all out. No way. Okay. So J D, John and Ann, you'll be taking part in this. Uh, J D, are you ready, sir? Ready. Okay, here we go. WBF in nineteen eighty seven. Fifteen questions. Here we go. Question number one. In January 1987, Ricky Steamboat returned to the ring after suffering a crushed larynx at the hands of Randy Macho Man Savage. The Dragon made his return by defeating this famous mid-1980s jobber. Who was he? Was it Iron Mike Sharp, Barry O, Tiger Chung Lee, or Steve Lombardi? J.D., I will ask you this first. Steve Lombardi. You're saying Steve Lombardi. Okay. John. John says Tiger Chung Lee. Let's see what Ann has to say. So with two, two, so with a two to one um, advantage here, so John and Ann have both answered the same answered the same thing. We are going to go along right now with Tiger Chun Lee. 
Question number two. In February 1987, Hercules Hernandez, now managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan, began a lengthy feud with Billy Jack Haynes. The feud centered on which of the two muscular athletes was the master of a certain submission hold. What was this hold? Was it the Fool Nelson, the Boston Crab, the Bear Hug, or the Figure Four Leg Lock? J.D. Fool Nelson. All right, John. John, the question is, in February 1987, Hercules Hernandez, who was was managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan, began a feud with Billy Jack Haynes. The feud centered on which of the two muscular athletes was was the master of a certain submission hold. Was it the Full Nelson, the Boston Crab, the Bear Hug, or the Figure Four Leg Lock? J.D.'s already said the Full Nelson. John also says the Full Nelson. Let's see what Ann has to say. And also forgive me if you know that my eye is my eye is shut. And I got something in and I cannot get it out. So. Anne's also going along with the full Nelson. So I'm going to say full Nelson, okay? Question number three. Pardon me, excuse me. In February 1987, Adrian Adonis was paired with Brutus Beefcake and Greg Valentine in a televised six-man tag team match. During the bout, Adrian made a huge mistake and accidentally cut some of Beefcake's hair. Well, who did Adonis, Valentine, and Beefcake face in this match? Was it Hillbilly Jim and the British Bulldogs, the Junkyard Dog and the Killer Bees, Danny Poffo and the Can-Am Connection, or Ricky Steamboat and the Rujos? J.D. I'm going to say C. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you there, J.D. C. You said Lanny Popo and the Can-Ams, okay? Let's see what John has to say here. John's also saying Lanny Popo and the Can-Ams. Let's see what Ann has to say. Ann's also going to say the same thing. So, Lanny Papa in the Can-Ans, okay? Question number four. In early 1987, a muscular, no-nonsense duo called Demolition made their debut and began to destroy the opposition. What obnoxious manager was responsible for bringing his legendary tag team 
to the WWF? Was it the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Slick, or Johnny Valiant, J.D.? I know this one very well. It's my dad's good friend, Luscious Johnny Valiant, J.V. the Mouthpiece. Johnny Valiant, okay. Uh, John? John says Johnny V as well. And Ann? 450. Uh, Sorry, I had to bounce now. Okay, because Anne's saying Johnny Valiant as well, so we'll go ahead and do, put that up. All right. Question number five. At WrestleMania three, in one of the night's many tag team contests, the Killer Bees faced a team of Volkov and the Iron Sheik. The decision was very uncharacteristic as it was a face team of the Bees that lost by DQ. Why were they disqualified? Was it A, Hacksaw Jim Duggan hit the Sheik with a two-by-four, B, the Bs used their mask and the referee caught them making illegal changes. C, Hacksaw Jim Duggan hit Volkov with a 2x4. Or D, Jim Brunzel mistakenly punched the referee. J.D. Hacksaw used uh, his 2x4. On who? Uh, Volkov and the Sheik. No, which one, though? Which, well, there's, I do have choices. He either hit Sheik with the 2x4 or he hit Volkov with the 2x4. He hit Sheik with it. You hit the sheet with two by four, okay? Uh, John. And John says he hit the sheet with a two by four. And Ann, let's see what Ann has to say. If you got the time, he got the big yeah. I still can't get that. I, I know. It's, it's A, but it's fun to listen to. Oh, yeah. And Ann also says that Hacksaw hit Sheik with the 2x4. Okay. That's one-third of the way through here, guys. We've got ten more to go, so stay focused on all these, by all means. <clears throat> This is, keep in mind, this is all 1987, by the way, so at least you have a year to work with. In another tag team match, at, this is question number six, in another tag team match at WrestleMania three, Jacques and Raymond Rougeau lost a great Valentine and British Beefcake in what would be their last match together. At the bout's conclusion, Beefcake was ousted and replaced with by this veteran star. Who took Beefcake's spot in the Dream Team? Was it Rick Rude, Adrian Adonis, Dino Bravo, or Playboy Buddy Rose? J.D. Dino Bravo. John? John also said Dino Bravo. 
Let's see what Ann has to say. And Anne's also saying Nino Bravo. So we'll go ahead and put that down as the answer. Okay, question number seven. One of the featured grudge matches on the WrestleMania three card saw the vile honky-tonk man battle Jake the Snake Roberts. In order to combat the presence of honky-tonk's pesky manager, Jimmy Hart, Jake was accompanied by a famous heavy metal rocker. Who was it? Was it Angus Young, Ozzy Osbourne, Alice Cooper, or Slash? J.D. Alice Cooper. John? John also says Alice. Let's see what Ann says. And also says Alice Cooper. So we're going to say Alice. All right. Question number eight. <clears throat> In the spring of 1987, former Intercontinental Champion Kid Patera returned to the company after a two-year absence. Why was he gone for two years? Was it A, he was tending to his alien parents, B, he was wrestling in another promotion, C, he was serving a jail sentence, or D, he was recovering from a serious illness? JD. He was serving a jail sentence. He broke a window through a McDonald's tower. I remember he told the story many a time, and this is one of the most darkest chapters of his history. And that's a shame because, I mean, you consider his Olympic career, and, I mean, he wasn't a bad wrestler in his, throughout his career, but it just seemed like he always had a bad attitude, and his ego got the best of him. I mean, I don't think he'll ever make it to the Hall of Fame, which is a shame. John says, serving a jail sentence. And uh, let's see what Ann has to say. Do you think Patera deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, J.D.? J.D.? What's that? You said you, I was asking, do you think Ken Patera deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? I think so. I mean, he was a pretty good wrestler. I mean, he was a member of the Heenan family. I mean, he had some good matches. And uh, one of the best matches I remember, I mean... I told you, I think many times, I think it was in the spectrum, I thought, I think it was Tony Alice, I'm going to say, he fought, or Larry Sharp, the late Larry Sharp, I should say. Uh, there's some, I think he should go in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he was a power lifter in his own, right? He was a big, strong guy, he competed in the 72 games, of course. He was very strong and agile. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we'll see, maybe hopefully we'll see that here soon. And like I said, both John now and Ann do say uh, the same answer. He was serving a jail sentence. Okay. Question number nine. Speaking of Kim Patera, 
Shortly after his return, Ken Patera injured Bobby Heenan's neck, forcing him to wear a neck brace. In an act of revenge, Heenan had some of his goons flog Patera on national television. Which which Heenan family members did this to Patera? Was it Andre the Giant, Paul Orndorff, and the Islanders? B, Hercules, Harley Race, and the Islanders? C, Paul Orndorff, Harley Race, King Tom Bundy, and Hercules? Or D, King Tom Bundy, Rick Rude, Harley Race, and Andre the Giant? I'm going to say D. D is in dog? Yes. Okay. Uh, John? John also says D, and let's see what Ann has to say. Ann also says D as well. Okay. We'll check this answer here momentarily. Question number 10 as we approach two-thirds of these questions. During <coughs> excuse me, during the spring and summer of 1987, a masked duo wrestled as jobbers to the stars. They did not last very long and were gone by the fall. What was this team known as? The Gladiators, the Shadows, the Barbarians, or the Maniacs? J.D. What were their names again? What, you need the choices again? No, I heard the team name, but what were the person's names? I mean, I heard the team name. Were there... What was the question? Yeah. During the spring and summer of 87, a massive duo wrestled as jobbers to the stars. Okay. They did not last very long and were gone by the fall. What was this team, what was that team known as? The Gladiators, and what were the other choices again? The Gladiators, the Shadows, the Barbarians, or the Maniacs? I'm going to say the Shadows. You're going to say the shadows, okay? Don? John also says the shadows. Let's see what Ann has to say. Ann's also saying the shadows as well. Okay. And we have now got 10 questions out of the way. We've got five more to go. Good luck. One of the remaining five. In the summer of 1987, former WWF heavyweight champion superstar Billy Graham made his return after hip replacement surgery. His comeback was short-lived, but he soon took on the managerial role for this longtime heel who had just turned face. Who was it? Was it Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Jaden Snake Roberts, Ken Patera, or The Rock, Don Morocco, J.D. What was the question? In December of 87, superstar Billy Graham made his return after a hip replacement. Don Morocco. Okay, Don Morocco. Okay, uh, uh, John. Diarrhea. What? Mm-hmm.
John also says now Morocco. Let's see what Ann has to say. And Ann's also saying Morocco as well. Okay. Question number 12. In the summer of 1987, WWF introduced an enforcer who would serve in a referee capacity. This enforcer promised to maintain order but has lasted just two months. Who was he? Was it Bruce Willis, Mr. T, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Chuck Norris, J.D.? JD. Earth JD. I think JD went to the camp, so I'm going to have to wait here a few minutes for him. Uh, in the meantime, John is already saying Mr. T. Uh, and if you want to take an answer, I guess at the answer. Mr. T. I don't know. That came an old cartoon back in the 80s. <laughs> and the choices were Bruce Willis, Mr. T, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Chuck Norris. And John's already said Mr. T, and, and uh, JD has not yet answered the question. Iceman, are you still with us? Still with us, Iceman? JD. And Anne simply says, I pity the fool. Apparently, she's going with Mr. T. Uh, J.D., are you back on, sir? Ladies and gentlemen, not to pause for a few minutes, so we're not getting an answer from the Iceman, Jared, did you all know, so we're going to have to wait just, just a couple minutes. And while we're waiting on J.D., let's take care of this one more time. <clears throat> 1724-444-7444-CALL ID 138055-POUND. This is episode number 338 of the U.S. Revolution. Of course, this is Friday, May 26, 2017. Once again, I am Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line, uh, along with the Iceman, J.D. Jeremy Duolamo, and the Human Supplies Machine, John Gross, both from Raw Radio. And, of course, on our live video feed tonight, the last kicker herself, Anne-Marie Rickenbach. J.D., have you returned, sir? Yes. Okay. Did you get the last question? I got the, the one about... Not, not on Morocco, whatever it was, yeah. Okay, but you didn't hit UK. So we, have, we have since asked another. Let me go ahead and repeat it for you, and, and uh, because John and Ann's already given their answers. Right. Uh, in the summer of 1987, 
the WWF introduced an enforcer who would serve in a referee capacity. This enforcer promised to maintain order, but his stint lasted just two months. Who was he? Was it Bruce Willis, Mr. T, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Chuck Norris? Mr. T. Who? Mr. T. Mr. T. And John Ann's also saying the same, so we're going to say Mr. T. I can't get that part, that theme from his old cartoon in my head now. My goodness. Question number 13. Um, in September 1987, Nikolai Volkov joined a fellow Russian star and the two dubbed themselves the Bolsheviks. Who team was better than Volkov in this tag team? Was it Ivan Kolov, Boris Zukov, Nikita Kolov, or Soldat Ustinov? J.D. Boris Zukov. Okay. Uh, John. And I think John may have left us. We're going to have to come back to him a little bit later. Uh, or he might have some phone problems. Uh, Ann, you want to go ahead and answer this question? Ann's also saying Boris Zukov. Okay. Question number 13. On November 26, 1987, the first annual Survivor Series took place. One of the matches saw Randy Macho Man Savage lead a five-man team against one led by Intercontinental Champion, the Honky Tonk Man. In the end, Honky Tonk found himself alone against three opponents. Who were the three? Was it Randy, Hacksaw, and Jake Roberts? Randy, Brutus, and Jake Roberts? Randy, Jake Roberts, and Ricky Steamboat, or Randy, Ricky Steamboat, and Brutus Beefcake? J.D. I'm going to say Steamboat, Savage, and Jake. Steamboat, Savage, and... Jake. Uh, yes, okay, and that would be number letter C. Uh, John, are you back on with us? He is not, okay. And... Um, you care to give an answer here, Ann, please? Okay. I see which one she's going for here. Okay, Randy, Jake, and Ricky Steamboat. Okay. All right. And the final question. And John has... Oh, wait a minute. Aha. Uh, uh, I have no fear. I'm fucking here. <laughs> it is the man. Yes, sir. This is the one, and the, the, the one, the only, the king NWO, GTS himself, Gerard T. Smith, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, a 2014 and 17 Hall of Famer, and of course, the mainstay of the radio network and the COO of WCWUS. Gerard, welcome to number 338 of Revolution. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, We were just right on the tail end of a trivia question about the WWF back in 1987. Um, I can't uh, remember yesterday, so I'd be no good. Okay, Okay, well, uh, let's just listen in, bud, and uh, we'll go ahead. 
Um, John's going to answer one more question, and he's actually going to be leaving here in a few minutes. So he, he says he's going to be talking to some friends of his. He said. So. Okay, final question. Hey, here. we're friends of yours. Yes, we are. Yeah, what 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 of it here, huh, John? Uh, something you're not telling us? Hey, okay. Do they got beer flavored tits? Is that why you're talking to them? <laughs> you can tell us. Yeah, we want to know that. Is it, is it the king of booze? I mean, the king of beers? <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> John says no. I, I, you're still my, you're still my guys, and uh, no, there's, there's none of that involved, unfortunately. <laughs> well, that's no fun then. That's Come so on, fun. you gotta have some fun sometime. Yeah, of course, of course you do. This is Friday night. You always gotta have fun. I have fun all the time. <laughs> yes. yes, sir. Absolutely. And here is the final question here. Um, man, maybe just for head, Gerard, if you want to take a crack at this one. In December of 1987, the WWF held the second annual Slammy Awards. From the onset, two superstars were who were in a bitter feud began a brutal brawl, which literally lasted the entire show. Who were these men? Was it Hulk Hogan in the One Man Gang, Randy Savage in the Honky Tall Man, Hacksaw Jim Duggan in Harley Race, or Don Morocco and Butch Reed? I passo. Okay, JD. What's the question again? Sorry. December 87, WWF held the second annual Slammies. From the onset, two superstars who were in a bitter feud began a brutal brawl, which lasted literally lasted the entire show. Was it who were the who were the two men that start who started the brawl? Was it Hogan and the One Man Gang, Savage and the Honky Tonk Man? Duggan and Harley Race, or Don Morocco and Butch Reed? It was Savage and the Honky Tonk Man. It was Savage and the Honky Tonk Man. Okay, John. John says Duggan and Harley Race. And let's see what Ann has to say. And Ann tells Gerard, What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yo, what's up? <laughs> no, I missed that. Okay. Okay, that was, that was, oh, Lord. <laughs> I can't believe I remember that one, man. I think it was, what, back in the 90s they did that? Yeah, that's crazy. Let's see what Ann has to say here. Dun, 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 dun. And Ann's also saying Savage and Honky Tonk Man, so that's what we're going to say. Let's run them down here. Let's see how everybody did here for these 15 questions here. First one, uh, Ricky Steamboat returned after suffering the, the larynx, the crushed larynx. Uh, I do believe, uh, J.D., you said... Um, for this one, I think you said Steve Lombardi. Mm-hmm. And John and Ann said Tiger Chun Lee. The answer was Barry O. Ooh. Uh, um, he actually, of course, we all know what we talked about. Barry O is the younger brother of Cowboy Bob Orton. 
And of course, he's the uncle of Randy Orton. So, wow. And he Question? sucked. Oh. <laughs> that's it. That's from Las Vegas, too. Oh, really? Uh, question number two, Hercules and Billy Jack and their feud, they, of course, that this this one was correct right here, they they uh, were sent in on um, which one was the master of this hole was the full Nelson, actually. And, of course, remember WrestleMania three, uh, that match was counted out and all that because uh, they actually were, were doing it outside the ring, and uh, they never decided who who was the... And of course, you remember Herc and Bobby used to call Billy Jack Billy Jerk Haynes. I said that WrestleMania three, but uh, by the way, it's Billy Jerk Haynes, and uh, me and Jane said no, it's Billy Jack Haynes. Okay. You know, he was a very, very cross individual outside of the ring. I mean, I mean, he wrestled in the Don Owen territory in Portland, but they said a lot of people said over the years he has always had. I mean, even after he quit wrestling. <clears throat> Well, I mean, for the, yeah, for the longest time, he has had a very, very serious dislike for Vince in WWE. Despite the fact being a part of a historic event like that? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's come out on in video, like, shoot videos and said that Vince McMahon was always treating him like, I mean, always treated him like shit, and he always said that uh, people were always real rude to him, and a lot of people said that he had a real big attitude problem. Hmm. I guess you've only seen him in the Hall of Fame many times. Not for sure. Okay, uh, Adrian was paired with Brutus Beefcake and Greg Valentine until about a six-man tag, six tag match. Who do they face in this match? It was, in fact, Lanny Poffo and the Can-Am Connection. Yes, indeed. In early, 90, in early 87, Demolition first came on the scene. They were managed by... Luscious Johnny V. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> Number five, WrestleMania three. Uh, how did the Killer Bees lose the match to Sheik and Volkov? It was because, yes, Axel Jim Duggan did hit the Sheik with his two by four. That was a, yeah. <laughs> but see, the thing about it is, what was surprising was that you no, know, uh, uh, you know, Jesse Ventura kept fussing, kept complaining throughout the whole night. Juan was the beast uh, patting his guy on the back. He cost him a match. <laughs> I said, okay. Uh, number six, uh, of course, the, the match between the Rujos and the Dream Team, who, who after Beefcake was ousted, who, who replaced him, it was, in fact, Dino Bravo. Yes, indeed. I heard, you know, they, they're calling themselves Dream Team 2 or something, I think. It was. Question number seven, of course, who was the heavy metal rocker that was a Jake Roberts against the Honky Tail Man? He was, in fact, Alice Cooper. They often said that during his concerts, Alice Cooper always had real live snakes. Often heard that. That was wicked. Very wicked indeed. Uh, number eight, uh, Ken Patera returned to the company. In 87, after a two-year absence, why was he gone? It was, in fact, because he was serving a jail sentence, which stemmed from a May 84 incident where he and Mr. Saito threw a boulder through the window of a McDonald's that refused them service. I want a Big Mac. We're not going to give it to you. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> the McNair's were Saito and Patera then brought with the state troopers that were sent to the motel the fact that Patera was incarcerated for two years 
would play out in his return storyline. Okay. Uh, number nine, uh, after Ken Patera came back uh, um, and uh, he was going after Bobby Heenan, who did Bobby Heenan send in to go after Patera? This one actually turned out to be Paul Orndorff, Harley Race, Bundy, and Hercules. So, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> that's, that's that's it. He's my little Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Okay. During the spring of summer '87, a mass duo wrestled as Jobbers to the Stars. The team was not, and believe it or not, JD, this was an excellent guess, and you were right. It was in fact the Shadows. Suits and masks, the Shadows wrestled as enhancement talent from May through August of 87 on weekly telecasts and house shows. They routinely, routinely lost to the Killer Bees, the Rougeos, and the Young Stallions. Yeah. Uh, number 11, uh, was it that Don Morocco who Billy Graham came back to manage? I remember one time he didn't go, to, I think it was like in SummerSlam or something, he didn't go to the ring with them because uh, he was helping to do commentary. But I think Jesse Ventura was refereeing the main event of that, that night. Number, number 12, uh, in summer of 87, WF introduced an enforcer. It still lasted just two months. Who was it? Believe it or not, guys, it was Mr. T. Unbelievable. Uh, and Many people remember Mr. T from his two previous tents in 85 and 86 where he competed at WrestleMania and WrestleMania 2. Very little was ever mentioned about his brief role as an enforcer referee during the summer of 87. With his TV series The 18 now finished, Mr. T had more time to devote to other projects. The wheels were in motion for the face Mr. T to have a few with former heel referee Danny Davis, but despite a few altercations, no match ever took place. Mr. T was gone by September of 87. That would have been interesting. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. Because that guy could fight. Mr. T kicked some tail back in the day, man. <laughs> and September 87, Nikolai Volkov joined, uh, started the Bolsheviks. Yes, it was with Boris Zukov. Number 14. Uh, the remaining three in the Survivor Series, who uh, f- who was with the Honky Tonk Man, was who found who um, surrounded him was in fact Randy Savage, Jake Roberts, and Ricky Steamboat. And the final question: Who were the two men that that had a brawl throughout the entire second annual Sammy Awards? Well, everyone said uh, Savage and the Honky Tonk Man. It was Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Harley Race. The night started off with a bang when Hacksaw Jim Duggan had to present his nemesis Harley Race with the Slammy for best dressed. Race and his manager Bobby Heenan tried to make Duggan bow to the monarch, and the fight was on. Duggan and Race literally fought in the electrical room, the washrooms, and in the catering hall. This was absolutely hilarious and remains funny to this very day. <laughs> And the average score for this was 8 out of 15. You got 12 of them right. So there you go. Okay. Well, let's see here. 
gave that one a whirl. Uh, Ooh, catchphrases and signature lines uh, between then and 2012. Hmm. Hell yeah. Sign us up. Uh, Yep. All right, J.D., are you ready to go? J.D. Yeah. Are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm just watching the Flaming Wars from 1986 right now. Oh, my Lord, I got you watching that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the 86 one, not the 87 one. Okay, let's go ahead and get this going here. I was in the board. Oh my goodness! This is a ten-question thing. Of course, average score is seven out of ten. Good luck, there, gentlemen. Uh, I think John has actually John John yeah. says he's saying he's not leaving. <laughs> John is not leaving after all. He's staying so. What what determination? What uh, what loyalty? I like that. Yes. All right. All right. Question number one: This WWE WWF legend holds his tough buddy and shouts, "Ho!" The whole USA will surely chant. Who was this legend? Was it Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Doink the Clown, Hillbilly Jim, or the Ultimate Warrior? Uh, Gerard. <laughs> uh, it's. CM Punk and his little buddy was AJ Lee. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, or am I? Um, no, I'm just joking. Um, I saw Jim Duggan. That would be funny, though. <laughs> JD. It's a guy who I met in New Orleans a few years, um, four years, excuse me, four years ago, the hacker, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. The hacker. Whoa. The hacker. Hacker. Oh, Lord. John is saying Hacksaw, and Ann is saying... Still being spooked by Martha Gwynn. I love it. Gerard, I happen to notice that uh, you uh, know, you saw that I actually made you an admin of the FMWUS group. I did, I did. I know we're going to try to get a few more things. I haven't done anything with that group in, a, in about a year. I need we need. <laughs> oh, there was a group. I forget which group it was. I was on it last night. Oh, primetime wrestling. I'm gonna have to do do a banner for that one. I seen there's no banner in that one. Yeah, the one I did by primetime. Yeah, yeah, that was one. Yeah, one I of the seen you posting in that uh, yesterday. I think it was. Yeah, I was. I found a whole bunch of whole episodes of that, believe it or not, which was very interesting. Well, I clicked on it to see what you were posting because you're posting a whole bunch. I was like, what the hell is he posting? So I said, oh, I'll click on it and see what he's doing. So uh, when I went in there. I was going to make one yesterday, but I forgot about it. So I'll have to make one tomorrow. 
Okay, thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, question number two. A WWF WWE legend said that he was the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Oh, do, Lordy. Do you know this superstar, Gerard? Is it Del Rio, CM Punk, Jericho, or Bret Hart? <laughs> yeah. Um, all of the above? Uh, no. Um, yes, it's the bitter, the bitter man, Brett the Hitman Hart. Four to ten. Four to ten. <laughs> uh, on that note, I gotta get a beer. I'm out. Yeah, I need to get me a do. I'm out too. Uh, JD, you're nice. I'm good. I'm just watching Jimmy Hart singing here. No, well, I need an answer, but. So, so what's the I'm question? Good. <laughs> what's the question? <laughs> Are you the best there was? The best there ever will be. God damn it. Who said uh, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be? Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, right. Sit there and drool for two minutes, please. <laughs> oh, oh, man. John we only took five minutes to get that answer. Yeah. And add, add, and add beat, beat him to the punch. He already said it, too. So, oh, my goodness. J.D. is slowing down. <laughs> Oh, Lord. We got to tease you sometimes there, bud. Mm -hmm. Can't you feel the love? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I haven't gone to sheets yet, yet yet I feel the love. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you about that later. Oh, Lord. Okay. Anyway, next question. Before an announcement, this commentator says, and I quote, who was this commentator? Was it Michael Cole, JBL, Jim Ross, or Booker T? Gerard. <laughs> Michael Cole, baby. <laughs> <laughs> JD? Cole. Wall. Thank you. No, <laughs> no I'm sorry. John? Uh, John says Michael Cole, and Ann says... Michael Cole. All right. Question number four. This person says, it is my destiny. After winning the Royal Rumble match, his name is, but you already know that. (laughs) (laughs) Del Rio, Edge, Hacksaw, Jim Tuckett, or John Cena? Gerard. (laughs) Well... It's Mrs. Page, Alberto Del Rio. Sarah, J.D.? Alberto Del Taco. (laughs) (laughs) John says Del Rio, De Janeiro. Whoa! Okay, yeah. And says... And says, John Cena. What? Okay. John Cena? 
He doesn't well, got destiny. Three, destiny for what? Three Never out of mind. Three out of I won't four. go there. <laughs> there you go. Three out of one. There you go. Three out of one says Del Rio. We're gonna go along with Del Rio. The most, the one that gets the most answers goes on anyway. So there you go. Okay. Number five. This WWF WWE legend says, "What you gonna do, brother? If can you recall this wrestler's name, brother?" <laughs> Was it Sergeant Slaughter, Razor Ramon, Iron Sheet, or Hulk Hogan? <laughs> what are you going to do, brother, when you see my porn video and my little penis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm on no. a roll tonight. That's what happens when I get up at 7 o'clock and I work like a dog. Uh, Hulk Hogan, brother. That's it, J.D. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not Austin. I'm asking these questions. I know. What? Yeah, okay, this, this legend says, "What you gonna do, brother? If can you recall this wrestler's name?" Oh yeah, if, the Hulkster. Oh. <laughs> what? Whoa! Hey, Gerard. JD's full of pep. <laughs> John. John says Hogan, and Ann also, and and Ann says. And says Hogan as well. All right. If anybody ever got that wrong, I would, I would faint. I would flip a fool. Boy. <laughs> oh man. A sweet diva move makes this commentator says, "Shucky Ducky." What the? Can you dig this superstar's name? Is it Jerry the King Lawler, Matt Stryker, Scott Stanford, or Booker T? D- uh, Gerard. <laughs> Can you dig that, sucker? Booker T. Okay, uh, JD? Sucky ducky quack quack quack. It's Booker T. I know that one, sir. John also says, says Hooker, I mean Booker T. <laughs> and Ann says, And what does Ann say? Ann says, Booker T. Okay. So we're going along here with Booker T. Excuse me. Question number seven. It wasn't my fault was his line after doing a heinous act. When you get this question wrong, that wasn't also his fault. (laughs) (laughs) Who Who is his name? Who was this superstar? Was it Mike Knox, Chris Masters, Festus, or Snitsky, George. Snitsky. JD. And he liked feet. It was Snitsky. Huh? He liked feet. He was a feet fetish guy. Remember, he liked feet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, John. John also says Snitsky. Gets in touch. And and says. says. All right, she's saying the same thing. She's saying, okay. Question number eight. This WWE staff member 
thinks he's actually what he said. He said, I am Mr. Exciting. Tell the truth to his face. His name was which was which of the following? Was it John Laurinaitis, Theodore Long, Mr. McMahon, or Jonathan Coachman? Gerard. Uh, I can't remember that. I'll pass. Okay, JD. JD. Hmm. Oh, where is that boy at? JD. Yeah. Sorry, did you hear the question? No, sorry. Oh, you didn't hear. <laughs> okay. This WWE staff member thinks he's actually what he said. He said, I am Mr. Exciting. Tell the truth to his face. Which Who, who is it of, the, of, these, of these four? Was it John Laurinaitis, Theodore Long, Mr. McMahon, or Jonathan Coachman? Oh, it's easy. His people power. I am John Laurinaitis. <laughs> I talk like this. I'm cloud suit. Okay. John is also saying the same thing you just said. And Ann says, <clears throat> so he's, I guess you can call him Mr. Bella's mom. I don't know what her name is. <laughs> I don't. Oh, boy. You know what gets me sometimes? You can never spell that guy's last name right. I have tried. You cannot spell that name right. And the question, I have to ask again. I don't think Ann got the question. And here's the question. This WWE staff member thinks he is actually what he said. He said, I am Mr. Exciting. Tell the truth to his face. His name was which of these? Was it Laurinaitis, Theodore Long, Mr. McMahon, or Jonathan Coachman? Okay, she's also saying Laurinaitis. Okay. Question number nine. I'm going to grab that product and say, Oh, yeah. Can you be a macho and tell me his name? Was it Jake the Snake Roberts, Macho Man Randy Savage, Lean Dog Man Teddy Biasi Sr., or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? Gerard. Oh, yeah, the Macho Man. Yes, sir. JD. Macho Man. Whoa. Nice. That's why he's saying that. Do I realize this? Macho Man. <laughs> John, John also says Randy Savage. Do I, you should have heard J.D. Lawaga. He's trying to speak Japanese and he's watching these FMW videos. Hey, he's going, oh, he's going, hold on, hold on. Oh, he's <laughs> what? <laughs> he was getting caught up in it. <laughs> and Ann also says Macho Man as well. Okay. And the final question. Get through this quickly before I, we all go. Oh, boy. Anyway, question number 10. Hold on right there, player. And then followed by an announcement of a tag team main event. You know he's the Mac Militant. What's his name again? Was it Theodore Long, Stephanie McMahon, Mike Adamley, or John Laurinaitis? Sure. <laughs> Theodore Long, player. That's it, J.D. Holla, 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 Teddy Long. He's a holla, holla, holla famer now. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, that, oh, that's good. Oh, that was great. <laughs> well, 
Why they didn't use that during his Hall of Fame thing? I don't, I don't know. know. He did. Oh, yeah, he did. That's oh, they did? Oh, okay, they did. Yeah, okay. he did. He did at the end. He goes, holla, holla, holla. I'm a holla famer now. <laughs> <laughs> John also says, Theodore Long, and let's see what Amy says. Fly, get out of my face. I can't stand That's what he said? Jeez. No, I had a fly get in my nose. Oh, get out of here. Oh, jeez. Mm. That's a sad being defeated by a fly. And Ann goes, holla, 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 Teddy Bond. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right, here we go with the answers. Number one, it was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And he also wrestled, by the way, by the ring names, The Convict, Derek Wood, and King Duggan. Huh. I didn't know about those other two. I did not know that. Number two, of course, the best there is, was, and ever will be. Uh, of course, now we think of our own King and W. Gerard T. Smith as that, by the way. But, of course, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, of course, it was, in fact, Brett the Hitman Hart. Yes, that's right. Gerard is the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Yes. Oh, hell yeah, player. There you go. Question number three. And I quote, it was, in fact, Michael Cole. Though Jerry says this, too, it is apparently what Michael Cole was saying. In 2011, he had his own plastic room. He called it the coal mine. Oh, y'all remember that? That was... That was Isn't that, that one box one time, I remember, when he got run into the, into the box, you remember, too. Remember he came out there... In Miami, wearing a Boston Celtics jersey right there around the rock. Oh, yeah, and the rock <laughs> kicked his ass about it. I can remember what time. Who was it? He His face popped up. I mean, he went right up against the window of the uh, the box he was in. I forget how he how that ended up. Or who shoved, I think it was Lawler shoved him into that or something like that. Or just well, see, Lawler did not touch him anymore, so what, he just grabbed him by the tie. Yeah, and, that's and what it was. Yeah, and, he, and Cole had a bad, bad look across his face, though. Mm-hmm. Classic. That was classic. Yeah. Number four, of course, is my destiny after winning the Royal Rumble match. His name is. Y'all can probably do that a lot better than I can. Okay. How did he do it, Gerard? His name is. Ah, oh, crap. I mean, I remember how he did that. I know I did. Alberto Del Rio. I'm talking about him himself. I mean, he he said that, yeah. But you already know that. (laughs) (laughs) But it was Del Rio. His announcer, Ricardo Rodriguez, was also a wrestler, too. And boy, did he suck. (laughs) That's just a clever name. (laughs) Yeah. What's he doing now? I don't know. I thought he was uh, still trying to get in the rest. I thought he was like a trainer or something. I thought I heard something about him a while back. I'll be looking to find out what he's doing, though. Oh, you can tell. Bless me later. Okay. Question number five. What you going to do, brother? And it was, in fact, Hulk Hulk. It was like, I, I didn't do the think big time. Hulk Hogan. Usually, Hulkamania usually uses this during the promos. His finishers, of course, have atomic leg drop. And the Hogan, Hogan, Hulk up. As a classic Hulk up. <laughs> Jim Ross used to say that. Yeah. Number six, 
Uh, let me see. Uh, Shucky Ducky, of course, it wasn't that. Booker T. He does this from time to time. Booker T. And even Michael Cole used this line on a, in a Divas match. His finishers were, of course, the scissors kick and the bookend. And the bookend was supposed to have been the thing, uh, version of the rock bottom, right? Uh, well, did he feed with the rock for a while? I mean, yeah, I think yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought, okay. Gene uh, he, he said it wasn't his fault, by the way. That was used when he debuted in September of 04, episode of Raw. It was on an interview after a match with Kane. Back in the Attitude Era, he kicked Lita's baby, launched him into the crowd. Of course, it was a prop. Thank God. Uh, Big point. Yes. Uh, a point. <laughs> oh. And it's you good. Sick, <laughs> you sick freak. <laughs> uh, question number eight. Uh, Mr. Exciting, of course, was in fact John Lauren Jodas. I mean, Lauren Hines. He used this line after defending himself that he was a great WWE staff member. Of course, remember when CM Punk always teased him as a low-profile wrestler, and he actually was a wrestler by the name of Johnny Ace. Who could forget that? Johnny Ace, dude. Bad, bad gimmick. Yeah. Question number nine. Uh, Of course, you want to grab that product and say, ooh, yeah, and that was, of course, he is a macho man. He became famous. It became famous. Macho Man Slim Jim commercial. His real wife was his own screen wife, Miss Elizabeth. Of course, as we lost her as well. Uh, now Macho Man's in. Elizabeth deserves to get in there next. My personal opinion. Yes. Uh, question number ten. Of course, it was. Hold on, right there, player. Holla, holla, holla. And that was Theodore Long. He usually interrupts a promo by saying this line followed by a tag team or a battle royal. He actually was once a referee in NWA's Jim Crockett promotions, too. And, of course, he was a manager. I didn't know that. What was he better as, a manager or or a referee? And he was the longest SmackDown general manager, or, yeah, general manager of all time players. Oh, yes. Now, Gerard, out of those three roles, which one do you think he handled the best? Manager, a uh, referee, or the G or the GM of Batman? Um, I think the GM because he was pretty funny as a GM. Yes. Mm-hmm. JD, your opinion? I'm gonna say, oddly enough, and crazy as it sounds, I'm gonna say he was better as a manager. Because, I mean, he managed a lot of guys, like uh, Ron Simmons, of course. He managed uh, Butch Reed, the tag team is Doom. He managed D'Lo. I mean, he managed a lot of decent uh, guys back in the day. So I would say he was better as a manager. Right. Yeah. Uh, John, did you have a thought about who, uh, what was, what did Teddy Long do a lot better? Was his Hall of Fame induction pretty much unexpected? Yes. I think it was com- I, I I think they were the, it was the right thing to do. Well, John disagrees with JD. He said that he was great as a general manager and down. <clears throat> so Gerard John on your side. <laughs> uh, and did you have a thought about this? About what did Taylor Long do better than he? Anything during his wrestling career? 
We have a request here, guys. Um, I know it's already past the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, <clears throat> if I could find a, if I could find a short one, how about a, uh, how about a, um, a quick, um, a quick uh, round of Jeopardy. All right. You're already up to that, Iron Man? Yes, I'll be okay with that. <laughs> okay. Let me see what I can find here. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. If I can find a halfway decent one, but but <clears throat> kind of a short one here, because I'm still working on making one of one for ourselves. Uh Unless y'all want me to do one we've already done. I mean, that's but uh, let's see. How did I how did I find that? Uh, oh shoot! Mm. Okay, that's. Oh, by the way, Gerard, for the opening theme, I did the, uh, if you remember the theme for Dustin Rhodes when he was in WCW, it's called The Natural. Yeah. I did that for, uh, I did that for the opener. I had that song in my head all day long. <laughs> so, okay. Let's see, there's no, there is no categories. Uh, see, I don't know why they're, they're making these, and yet there's nothing on there to... I never found that. Okay, well, let's give this one a, uh, I may have found one here. Let's give this one a try. Now, there won't be a final question, unfortunately, with this. Okay. I'm hoping this thing is complete, so forgive me if it's not. Okay. Let's give it a whirl here, guys, and I'm going to tell you what the categories are. <clears throat> I have championship wins, debuts, foreign objects, tag teams, and divas. Now, I will tell you that one of the one of the questions in the divas category is it's not really available, really, in a way. But it's supposed to be 10, 20, 30, 40, and 50. Uh, I just hope, like I said, this part, all this is... Uh, 
completion. Forgive me if it's not there, guys. I'm just looking around here. All right, GTS, my man, start us off, please. Well, holla, 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 tag team players for the highest one. It's for 50. Let's see what we got. <clears throat> Who was the leader? I never heard of it. Okay, I'm hoping I. I'm hoping this is a. Okay. Who is the leader of the Legion of Darkness? <laughs> uh, I wonder if they're talking about the. Um, I'm just. I'm not gonna say anything. I, I think I know what they're talking about, but I, I could be wrong on this. Here to try to. Yeah, I think I. I. I think I think I know where you're going with this, and it's the only thing I can think of because I don't know anything else. I'm going to have to say The Undertaker. And you would be right. That's what they're talking about. Let's think of of Darkness. And they said Legion Legion of Darkness. Okay. That would have been kind of uh, spooky right there. Great job, Gerard. That was very good. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. There you go. Oh, thank you very much. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, J.D., you're, you're up next. I'm going to take, uh, what are the subjects again? Championship wins, debuts, foreign objects, tag teams, and I'm going to say debuts for the highest one. Debuts for 50, okay. Who debuted in the WWF under the name The Ringmaster? Who is Stone Cold Steve Austin? You're absolutely right. All right, John, you're 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 up next. Too bad they don't have audio clues. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Do like theme song. Yeah. All right, John is taking debuts for thirty. Let's see what we got here. All right, John, what year did Kane debut? No peeking, John. Yeah. They did keep an eye on him, please. All right. John has said 1997. You're absolutely right, John. 97. Yeah, I do believe that was bad blood, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the night Brian Pillman died. All right, and uh, which one do you want? Who will play? And by the way, y'all, she, she was the one that made the Jeopardy request. Good choice, Ann. Yeah. Gotta keep me on my toes. That's pretty much it. All right, she is going for the Divas category, and she wants the lowest 
lowest one, which is 10. Okay, Divas for 10, Anna. Here we go. All right, Anne, what is the name of the diva with red hair? <laughs> my girlfriend. <laughs> we'll be my bed later. Hey, what the heck? <laughs> if you got the time, we got the bill. Also, speaking of those commercials, one that really kind of got to me, and I found it on YouTube, was a Budweiser commercial that they did after 9-11. So that was a very uh, honorable tribute. The horses actually knelt and paid their respects in New York City. I thought that was awesome. And it's saying Becky Lynch. The answer is close, and it was Eva Marie. We still can't wrestle. Becky has orange hair, doesn't she? Yeah, Becky has orange. That's probably yeah. why she got a little confused on that one. Good guess, though. I mean, yeah, that was a tough one. That was a very tough one. Now, I understand Eva Marie's no longer there. She's doing her own clothesline now, I guess. Clothesline being the key word there. She got futured and endeavored. Yes, she did. She did? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, and now she's back, to, she's back to black hair now. Oh, really? Not doing yeah. the color hair? I see. So I guess the color hair was just a wrestling thing, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. GTS, my man, you are next. Next. I am next. <laughs> um... Uh, let's stick with good tag teams for 40. Tag teams for 40. All right, let's see what we got right here. Who was the leader of the alliance? Now, it's a tricky question. Talking about a wrestler, you're talking about because I believe there's two people. Was there? You're talking about. Yeah, wait, oh, wait, 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 never mind, never oh, mind, yeah. Oh, one, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Never mind, never mind. That was. Okay. That was the WCW thing, right? It was. Well, what I was, uh, oh, but you're talking. Uh, no, he was the leader, I think. Shane McMahon. You're right, Shane McMahon. Yes, sir, Mister Matman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I better, yeah. I better you messed me up there because I was gonna say. Uh, Stephanie and Paul, but they were ahead of the the ECW thing. Yeah. Right. 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 And you know what? I'll be honest with you. If you, if you think about it for a second, I would have also said, if I was answering, I would have said Steve Austin because remember, he he 
turned his back on the WWF during this time, and everyone started worshiping him. Uh, but uh, ever since he joined up with the joined up with. Well, him, I didn't like, know what you wanted—a wrestler or like yeah, but that's the, all yeah, the that's Shane McMahon because. I couldn't really remember which wrestler was the leader. I'm thinking, well, they were, you know, it was Shane McMahon for WCW, and ECW was Paul Heyman and Stephanie McMahon, right? Right, right, right. yeah. I, that would have been confusing. Yeah. A lot of these, they're, they're, I'm sure y'all would agree that they, they're not really clear with the, the questions. So I just, I just say whatever it is, but... A lot of times we all have a good idea as to what they're talking about, and that really kind of helps us a little bit. So, hey, we know what we're doing, right? We always do. Yes. <clears throat> uh, JD, you are up next. What was the last category? The last one is the, the last one on the list here. Yeah. Divas I have twenty, thirty, and forty. Like I said fifty is kind of null and void because it was never active. Right. Give me uh, divas for thirty. Divas, you want a diva for thirty? Yeah, I pay a lot more than that, but yeah, <laughs> not this big. Okay. Uh, oh crap! No, <laughs> this is hilarious. And I'm just going to say it the best way that I can here. They're asking which Bella has fake. I think y'all know what I mean. <laughs> Cause I gotta think. Which off. one has the fake titties, JD? Uh, <laughs> that would be Bree. No, I mean what? Nikki. I thought no. I thought Nikki's were fake and Breeze was real. Now which one had the, had the fake ones? Okay. What it was asking. Bree has the real titties. Oh, yeah. I see. I thought Breeze was fake and yes. Nikki's was real. Okay. Well, regardless, I'll just uh, motivate my way through both of them then. Daniel Bryan is a vegan. That's what he prefers. He prefers the real. <laughs> <laughs> Brody, Brody, Brody likes the real. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. And of course, Nikki's can withstand wind resistance. Like, well, how? What John Cena proved in that video? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're right, uh, John. You're next. <laughs> oh, oh, they roll tonight here, guys. Oh man, it's Friday night. Hey, we're just kind of loose. Yeah, there you go. That's what I love about doing it on Friday nights, man. We just always cut loose. <laughs> yep. I love it. Anything goes. Yep, indeed. I would be surprised if this show went three hours before we ended this tonight. <laughs> we have before. Remember that one week we went, I think the whole week, we went three hours, I think, for almost every episode. I think we did, yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right, yeah. We're approaching two hours right now. I'm looking at the clock. For the we were time. like uh, the Energizer Bunny. We just kept going and going and yep. going. <laughs> uh, John's going with championship wins for 10. John, who did John Cena beat to win his first championship in the WWE? Roman Reigns. Oh. <laughs> Nikki Bella. 
He small packaged her and then some. He rolled up her fake titties. I mean, what? Never. <laughs> JD uh, Johnson used a new finishing maneuver on Nikki Bell. By the way, did you know that? I bet he did. And you know what it's called? And you're going to get kicked out. It's called the wind tunnel. Whoop! <laughs> 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 yeah. He went, and she couldn't take it. She submitted. <laughs> okay. okay, John is seen. He is seen the big show. And the answer is, son of a gun, he's right. It was the U.S. belt, I think it was, I'm not mistaken. Mania 20, he was in the garden. That's 20, that's right, yeah. Of course, a year later, he would win the big belt from uh, JBL. Yep. All right, Ann, you are next. And oh. Ann got a little ticked off about the about the question she got wrong. She said, "Damn." Okay. You try it. I mean, you tried it, Ann. I mean, that was a tough one. I mean, really yeah. Tough one. Yeah, and yeah, I remember Becky has orange hair. Even Marie had the, as as we now were told. She had the red hair. Now the R set is black now. There you go. You know what gets me is that a lot of these folks always dream to be a wrestler and they come on to it and they do it, but then all of a sudden a lot of them don't last long and then just fade and then it, and they just drop out. But a lot of them still actually follow what wrestling is doing, where wrestling is going, even after they left, which is kind of interesting. Anne is going with uh, debuts, and we got ten, twenty, or forty left in them. All right, and we need we need to know ten, twenty, or forty for debuts. Which one? And John popped it on there. John popped it on the live video and told Ann, "You've got a potty mouth now." <laughs> Oh, gee. Hey, John, don't mess with him. Don't do it. <laughs> she will strike you down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, she hasn't told me. She wants debuts, but she hasn't told me which ones you want. And it's 10, 20, or 40 for debuts. Okay. 
And while we wait to get an answer, uh, let's. Uh, oh, okay. There. Okay. Well, well. She never mind. She's already said it. Uh, Anne wants the lowest one in the in the debut category. Okay, it's number ten. It's ten points. So debuts for ten. Here we go. Anne, what year did John Cena debut? And I got a confession to make, guys. I'm actually wearing a John Cena T-shirt. <laughs> no, Chad. No. That's an old Take one. Off and long, burn it. <laughs> I'm surprised it still fits me. That's <laughs> uh, an old one, anyways. He's about to fade off the shirt, anyway. What so color is it? Black with uh, the T-shirt itself is black, but it's got the. He's uh, it's on the, in the background. It says Chain Gang Battalion. And uh, and no hints. You gotta guess. You gotta guess. Just take a shot at it, and or if you don't know it, you can pass it. Oh, Lord, that shit with the mouth again. Oh, well, I'm sorry. It wouldn't be for everybody else, Anne. I'm sorry. She says Paso, okay? All right, Gerard. There's a question. We'll fall. take it to you, my man. Uh, what year did Cena debut? debut? Uh, hold on a second. Uh yeah. Wait. If you come close, it'd be okay. Uh, why do I want to say that? I think it's that, but... Uh, <laughs> this might be wrong, but I really don't care about John Cena. That's why I can't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> two... two Oh, wait a second. No, that would be... Yeah, that would that would be right, I think. No. Uh, I'm going to say 2002. Say no two, JD. I'm going to say a one. You're going to say a one. And John, what do you say? John is also going with Gerard and saying O2. And the answer is 2002. You got it. Good job, guys. You can't see me. <laughs> so what did after King of the Ring O2, after I think it was against Kurt Angle, after Angle had made Hogan tap out at King of the Ring? Yeah. Sure, why not? Sounds I good. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. But uh, don't worry, and you'll have another opportunity here. We got still so have plenty of questions. Uh, GTS, my man, you are. Shall I say it? Yeah. Who is? You. Me. Okay. 
Um, tag teams for 30. Tag teams for 30. And we have... What character was Mick Foley when he won the title? Tag titles with Stone Cold. Oh, I know this one. Dude Love, baby. Yes, sir. It was Dude Love. JD, you Same. are up next. All right, let's go with uh, debuts. For 20. Debuts for 20. Who debuted as the Millennium? Oh, of course. Everyone knows who it is. The Ayatollah of Rock and Roll. Drink it in, man. Chris Jericho. Yes, sir. That's what it was. I remember Jim Ross got thrown. Tom's coming down. Coming down. Coming down. Okay. Don't get in, man. <laughs> John, you're up next. Championship wins for 30. Okay. All right, John, here is your question. Who was the first member of the Shield to win a title? <laughs> I think I know, but I John is saying Ambrose. And he's right. <laughs> I was thinking it was Rawls at first. If no, so, uh, that was that was right, Gerard. I think that was right, wasn't it? Uh, Ambrose won the U.S. title. Ambrose won while well, they were in the Shield. Ambrose won the U.S. title first, and then Roman and Roman and Seth won the tag titles after that, right? Uh, we we talked about this last night on the histories. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that was right. That sounds right to me. Yeah. That sounds that sounds about right. So it wasn't yeah. like Fluger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's like all Luger. Luger. <laughs> Luger. Yeah. I wanted to hawk a Luger every time I heard about Luger. And I played that clip of him selling all those robes. And glad uh, MLD wasn't on last night because she'd be saying the same thing. She's not a Luger fan. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I don't know if I don't know if uh, she knows about this now or not. I'm sure that so, I'm sure a certain person wanted to tell Michelle this. But Gerard, I'll go ahead and tell you, I sent the Titan uh, the Titan Tom with the theme from WCW of Ravishing Rick Rude to her mom. Because her mom was a Rick Rude fanatic. When the WCW oh, goes Simply Ravishing. Yeah. I sent that dun, to her mom. Dun, 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 dun. No 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 that's the, I'm talking W C W. No, okay. All okay. right. I'll play it later. Uh, and the th- um, I played it earlier, and I listened to the whole thing. And, uh, and Anne is going with champions, uh, which I do believe that is championship wins. Uh, and 20, 40, or 50.
He did a, had another one in WCW, and I can't find it. Rude did another theme. I can't find it. The only one I keep coming up with is that one where it starts out with, he simply ravaged you. But he did another one. I thought he did. All right, and going with championship wins for 20. And who is the youngest world champion ever? And Gerardo was another reason why I put I made you an admin of FMWUS. I kind because of think I'm about, the fucking man. That's why, right? That you are. Yes, that, that's the main reason. But another reason was because the banner that's on there now. If you can make, maybe don't really take that one off, but maybe make some improvements to the one that's on there. Because uh, I, I just put that on there. That's the only thing I was. It was luckily, it took. But a lot of what I try to find doesn't take on take on Facebook for some reason. So maybe add on. Oh, to there the, was a reason for you adding me there. Eh? No, but, no, you're already in the group, but you weren't an admin. I put an, I made you an admin tonight. Oh. But no, but no, 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 no. But, but what you said before was, of course, the main reason. I'm being well, truthful. Well, of course it better damn well be. <laughs> well, of course. Besides, you you are, you keep a really good watch on all every single one of these groups we've got, and I just want to make sure none of them, no one tries to do anything to any of them at all. I mean, you do a fine job of watching them out, watching out for them. Uh, Anne is going with CM Punk, uh, and the answer is Randy Orton. Good, good guess though, man. Very good guess. She's going, she's going to cuss again. I know she is. <laughs> uh, GTS, man. Uh, speaking of the, the man, the man is tag teams for twenty. Absolutely, Gerard is really killing in this. I love this. <laughs> oh Lord. Gerard, one question. Who were in the New Age Outlaws? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buddy, I got this. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. It's the D-O-double-G Road Dog B-A Badass Billy Gun. It was Billy Gunn and the Road Dog, which they didn't. They only they spelled Gunn with one N instead of two, and Road and Dog with two with one G instead of two and Road Dog. But Damn that, it, he, that's not how you do it. It's two Gs and two Ns. What the hell is going on? Absolutely. It's whoever made these made these questions. Okay, JD, you are up next. 
I am going to take, what do we got left? Championship wins, 40 and 50. Debuts, 40. Four and optics has not been touched. 10 Four and optics will go for the first one, top one. Four or 10, okay. <laughs> what object was Triple H famous for using? <laughs> what did you say, JD? Sledgehammer. I wanna be your sledgehammer. I, I can't. Oh Lord, <laughs> you got that right. It was a sledgehammer. Nice job, JD. Uh, John, you are up next. John is going to stick with that category. He's going for the 20-point 20, 20 question in foreign objects. Uh, John, what object did the Dudleys get famous for using? <laughs> oh, God, that is not too easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gerard, John wants permission to take one of your lines. Okay, John. This time you can. He says, Dion, get the table. Okay. <laughs> and it was, of course, tables. Okay, Ann, you're up next. She's going to force. And this time she only said, gee whiz. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Anne's going with foreign objects with the lowest one that's on now. Okay. What object did WWE add to T the TLC pay per view just recently? The heck is that? Sounds like someone's doing the wash or something. Sounds like the washer. A lot of water swishing around or something. Or someone's scratching their, their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's very rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Never mind. I ain't going to go that far. <laughs> uh, someone stop scratching their balls. Yeah, I will say the other side there, Gerard, but okay, if you don't say Stop scratching your ass, whoever's doing it, I'm warning you. (laughs) (laughs) Chad thinks it nice, say it, yes, that's right. Stop scratching your hindquarters. Geez, I couldn't be any more PG. Yeah. Uh, get your fat bottom up right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, she she is saying, what object did WWE add to the TLC pick of the name? She's saying a kendo stick on a pole. Uh, yeah. The answer is stairs. 
That's right. Um, what was it? Tables, ladders, and chairs, and they used stars. And stairs, and yeah. I think that was really stupid. They added stairs to it. Yeah, it was. All right, GTS. I think I know where you want to go, but you are next. So you go wherever you wish. Uh, uh, tag team player for Tenno. Tenno, you got it. <laughs> uh, draw another question. Who was in the APA? <laughs> that would be Ron Simmons and JBL. You got that right. That's indeed for. Ross Simmons, of course, who was Farouk and Bradshaw, John Bradshaw Layfield, or as Gerard now says, now calls himself, he can do it a lot better than anybody. Gerard, you are known as the what? The uh, the wrestling uh, god of WCW US radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> JD, you are. Tag teams is gone, by the way. Gerard cleaned it out. Okay. Yes. Uh, you've got championship wins, 40 and 50. Debuts, 40. Torn objects, 40 and 50. And Divas, Debus. 20 and 40. I'm going to go with Debuts again. You're going to do what? Debuts, you said. He's going to clean out debuts, okay, for 40. Who? J.D., what diva won the Divas title on her debut? <laughs> oh, that's not too easy. What is Paige? You got it. You look Paige. Turn your books to Paige. I don't know. <laughs> 59. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> there you find Paige with Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods. You do. <laughs> What the? 
Okay, now Anne's going the other way around, so she she didn't get that last question right. She said, "What the hell?" <laughs> Anne is getting raw. <laughs> She's been around us for too long. She's starting to pick up our habits. <laughs> oh no, I'm corrupting Anne. That's not good. Well. Well, yeah. Not my fault. She's already saying your line, George. She's saying, hey, yo, every time she comes off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. as long as she sticks to the PG stuff that I say and not all the other stuff that I say. <laughs> <laughs> when, she, when, she actually, when she wants to do this, she gets in the zone on this, man. And, I, and if she's not going to get it right, Oh boy, I have to hear it. I have to hear it on the phone. So I mean, <laughs> uh, oh gee. Okay, uh, okay. And forty or fifty on foreign objects. And we are getting into the late in the midnight hour. Right here on Revolution. We're already at two minutes, two hours, 24 minutes. We're about 35 minutes. We'll, if we sound another 35 minutes, we'll hit three hours. I, and which one do you want, 40 or 50? Okay, she she's she's sticking with the wanting the lowest one here. Okay. All right, foreign objects for forty, and here we go. All right, Anne, who made the kendo stick famous in WWE? Well, Anne, and the next one was forty, so you got forty. And would you believe that she has made fifty five comments on our on our live video feed? And who made the kendo stick famous in WWE? La 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 la
Okay, Anne is saying Tom and Dreamer. And the answer is Steve Blackman. That's right. I thought after he debuted, he brought that out, didn't he? Okay, Gerard, championship wins, 40 and 50, Foreign Optics 50, and Divas 40. Next. Yeah. <laughs> well. Are you waiting, Jenny? Totally. <laughs> Is that brass knuckles in my pants, or am I happy to see you? <laughs> Foreign Objects. For fifty. <laughs> okay, poor doctor. All right, Gerard. Who competed in the most TLC matches ever? Uh, I'm gonna say. Edge and Christian. Okay, the answer is. Well, you were right. It was, but they only had Edge. But you're right. I said who's. I guess it was talking about a single person. I guess. That would have been right. I thought Edge and Christian probably competed in the most most of them. Right. They did a. They did a few of them. They did like. One with uh, the Hardys, and they did one with Hardys and uh, Dudley Boys, and then I think they did a, another one or something. But right, right. And I think Edge did a lot of them, especially the Money in the Bank ones. Uh, were kind of oh, smart. the one he did with John Cena too. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. All right, JD. Championship wins forty and fifty, and Divas. Championship wins for 40. All right, J.D. We're always talking about this here all the time. Who was the first ever NXT champion? Seth Rollins. What? You said Seth Rollins? Yep. You're right. Seth Rollins. No, it's Seth fucking Rollins. (laughs) There you go. That's right. That's right. Now, John, there are two left. Whichever one you choose, the last one will be the final question, and everyone will get the answer. Okay? All right? So it's either championship wins for 50 or divas for 40. He's taken the one for championship wins, which means Divas for 40 will be the final question for everyone. Let's ask this to John. Championship wins for 50. All right, John. Which which member of the Spirit Squad has won a world title? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Yeah. 
He's questioned the man, I got it too. And John said, Dolph Ziggler, who of course was otherwise known as Nikki. Yes. Well, well I hope is- so. None of the other losers won a championship. I mean, sorry. <laughs> other than the tag belts, I mean, all of them were considered tag champions anyway. Uh, but yeah, Nick was his real name. Is his real name right? Yeah. Yeah. So Nikki. Yeah. Okay. That's right. All right, everybody. Gerard, JD, John, and Ann. Divas for forty has become the final question. Whoever gets this, whoever gets this right, we get a diva for forty cents. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, Gerard, I'll start with you. Here is the question. Who is the longest reigning Divas champ ever? <laughs> yep. Uh, ooh, wait. Divas champ. Oh, you said Divas. That's right. Right, Divas champ. Yes. Divas champ. Yeah, that's... Uh, John Cena is currently doing her. No. <laughs> Bella? You're, you're saying Nikki you're saying Nikki Bella? Nikki fake boo Bella, yeah. Fake boo Bella. <laughs> J D. J D. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the longest reigning Divas champ ever? Uh that would be uh the fabulous Mola. Divas champion. Divas, uh, pass. Okay. John is saying Nikki Bella. And Ann is saying... And on that last question I asked Ann, she says, you got me again with the hard question. Well, you're the one that chose it, Ann. I can't help that. (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right, Ann, you get a chance to answer this one. Who is the longest reigning Divas champ ever? She also says Nikki Bella. The answer is well, it's not updated. I think I'm going to say y'all are right because this one's not updated that much because they're saying the answer is AJ Lee. Yeah, so, but they they made Nikki pass that. So they would banish right. AJ's lead name out of there, remember? Yeah, I remember yeah. This this one's not up to date anyway, so Okay. Well everyone pretty much uh everyone did a tremendous job here all around here. Very good indeed, guys. Very good indeed. And over the weekend I'm gonna start working on uh, our own version of uh our own um Jeopardy thing here as well and uh like I said um, any, uh, I, any any more suggestions that y'all have for uh, um, uh, oh crap have y'all seen Ricky Morton's wife no no why what happened no 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 all I gotta say is ay 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 oh there's yeah a of, there's a picture of them on the, at Cocoa Beach Florida they're going to an NXT show. This was posted about nine hours ago. 
Uh, oh, he's supposed to be. Oh, I seen a post. He's uh, hosting, uh, or not hosting. Uh, he's a guest uh, NXT per uh, trainer down there. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. I have got to send this. Uh, 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 hold on. Let me send you this picture. I'll send it to GTS. I will send it to uh, JD. And I will send it to John. There you go. And you did all right. You did fine. Okay, John says he sees, uh, he'll see us all next week. He's crashing out of here. Have a good weekend. And he has already left for the evening. So we thank you very much. Yes, he is. John has left the building again. Yes, he has. And this time he went with Elvis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what they did last night after the double overtime game. And... Of course, of course, we did, we we weren't. Don't be cool. Okay. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I got Elvis on my mind now. Anyway, uh, we thank everyone for coming on here tonight for episode three thirty eight of Revolution. Uh, and of course, like I said, with Memorial Day weekend back out there, everyone by all means, please, please, please be careful out there. Uh, have a good time, of course, out there. Enjoy yourselves and all. <clears throat> a lot of us will have a day off here on Monday, but, of course, uh, like I said, be careful out there over the weekend. Have a good time on things. Of course, we'll be here for, I'll be here for, we'll be here for Power Hour tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock. <clears throat> Talking about all the, review all the shows in the radio network, including our prediction show that we did this past uh, Sunday. Uh, and also, of course, uh, wrestling history from over the weekend, and of course, the talk show download update as well. So, for everyone here, uh, thank you very much. Have a happy Memorial Day here, folks. And GTS, my man, I think it's about time we head on home. Let's go ahead and do it. This has been another episodic episode of WCWUS. Revolution, baby. The players in the game are as the following. Chad, the boss in jaw. And the last kicker. J.D., the Iceman. John, the human suplex machine. And last but not least, King NWO GTS. Have a good night. Have a great tomorrow. God bless and see you in the ring. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.